0: What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally opened. The Heard That With Marisa online store at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books. If we have books available for them to take home because of their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romain who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romain company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that listeners. If you go on trevorromain.com today you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HERDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 at TrevorRomaine.com. TrevorRomaine, no E at the end of romaine.com today. Heard That Nation, what's up? Thank you for listening in the United States and around the world. We got a lot to dive into. I mean, if you're a football fan, college football fan, NFL fan, there is a lot that has been happening over the past few weeks with the college, and then we just concluded week one with the NFL, which I'm excited about, and then we'll dive into some of the games that I was able to watch. Uh, We have an amazing movie. Now, it takes me a lot to watch a Marvel movie more than once, but this latest one that is out here, I highly suggest that you see it, because you're going to want to watch it more than once. It's absolutely incredible. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings... Phenomenal, 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 I'll get into that later, as well as the most exciting U.S. Open final that I saw in a very long time, and it did not have any big names in it uh, on the women's side, so we'll get right into that, but first and foremost, people, you already know what's back, and you should be excited if you're a football fan. Yes! You already know. It's that time. We just concluded week one of the NFL. And my God, when I tell you there was some exciting games that would happen, especially if you stayed up late and you watched Monday Night Football with the Raiders in Las Vegas at Las Vegas, that one right there, the last two minutes and going into overtime did not disappoint. Craziness, mayhem, you gotta love this time of year. It's it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's not just Christmas, but it is you know fall. Uh, but you know what? But the 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 I'm the, gonna the, the I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you is from my obviously you know my show. So I give you know whatever opinions uh, that I give. But also fans are just a, just amazingly funny. When they want to be a fan, sometimes they're a fan. They'll pick and choose. You know, if they're loyal to their teams or not, or they'll trash their team and everything else. And you all know, if you listen to this show for over a year, the times that I have discussed about football, that I have my absolute love-hate relationship with my Detroit Lions. I will love them to the bitter end, but it gets very old and very tiring to lose all the time or to uh, get really close to winning an important game and, you know, being the butt of every late night host jokes. I mean, every time I have a discussion with somebody of what my favorite football team is, my NFL team, and I tell you those two words, Detroit Lions, then they'll bring up a whole Rolodex. Oh, you're the same team that went 0-16 first and you're in the history books of losing every game. Yeah, I already know that. We already know we have suffered enough on that. But, you know, now the Cleveland Browns, have joined us on that, you know, full of whole yacht of 0 and 16. So, and there's been many teams that have come close to that. Uh, the Indiana, uh, the Indianapolis Colts have did that a few years ago, and I can go on and on about that, but there's only two teams on that ridiculous 0 and 16 yacht. So I'm sure that there will be more, but unfortunately, my Lions were the first. But you know what? Let me say this uh, there was some good that came out that I saw of some of the games because your girl's got a ATT U-verse and she doesn't get a whole lot of games that she wants to see, especially Detroit Lions games here in Texas. You know, it's all the Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans and whatever popular ones that they will pick and choose here for ratings and all that. Yeah. Laugh if you will about the Detroit Lions. I finally will see them on Monday when they visit Lambeau and Green Bay. And, and here's the, here's the first highlight I want to talk about the NFC North with my beloved Lions, the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, and discount double check, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers, is wide open. Why is it wide open? Not one single team in that Division won a game Sunday. Not one. nil one. Okay? Yes, the 49ers put the foot in my beloved Lions until the Lions found a way in the fourth quarter, which I did watch the replays of it and was very impressed. Uh, You know, shout out to... Uh, the defense and the offense for finally waking up in the fourth quarter. It was quite impressive with the last four minutes of the game and how we scored back-to-back in the last two minutes. Uh, Jerry Goff is something special. Unfortunately, he threw that horrible interception at the wrong time. At, I believe it was the second quarter when I was able to rewatch it. But you know what? Um, my takeaways is this. I'm very hopeful for my team. I, I really am. Um, I, th- I think Jared uh, did 30. He was like 38 to 57. I uh, just pulled up 38 of 57, 338 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. If you got him on fantasy, I'm sure you got some great points out of that. Jimmy G was not bad either at the office, 17 to of 25, 314, and one touchdown. And Jimmy G's go to guy was Debo Samuel. Like it was Debo Samuel versus the whole entire defense of the Lions. He it- it- made it look easy. The passes that he was throwing to him just made it look like. It was absolutely nothing, and the defense was just so behind it. It was so frustrating to watch. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be one-sided. It's going to be really ugly. But do not be deceived, ladies and gentlemen, of the 41-33 score. Um, You know, and the Niners did take it, but it it was good. You know, Hawkinson scored a touchdown. Uh, DeAndre Swift was great at the office. Unfortunately, we lost Jeff Okuda to a ruptured Achilles. It was, uh, revealed that, uh, I believe after the game or yesterday, um, Coach Campbell had let, um, the media press know that, uh, Jeff Okuda is out and that was our third round pick, uh, from 2020. And it's just, it's a bummer for him because he just did not look comfortable playing in the game. And I don't know if he was injured before then or used to happen on a couple of plays or whatever. Um, you know the coaches, and you can see uh, his coach was just really get into him of like you know making the plays and making it simple. So I don't know if if he was hurt then um, or, or whatever the case was, jitters, whatever you know. But it shouldn't have been because he looked really impressive from the clips and footage that I saw of him in uh, OTAs and practice and everything else, and was just looking forward to having him. Had him having a breakout season, and unfortunately this year is not going to be the case because he is out for the season with a ruptured Achilles tendon. So, But the, back to the NFC, listen, I'm hopeful for my guys. For what I saw in the fourth quarter, and every Lions fan should be as well, um, it, 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 if we can have that same energy all four quarters next Monday against Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Green Bay Packers, I'll be absolutely happy. What was very surprising to me is the Green Bay Packers Saints game, and every expert, you know, watching Fox NFL on Fox and watching the the guys on, and you know, NFL on CBS and all the other outlets that I was watching, and everybody, I don't think, I think one person, I'm not sure who it was, that picked the um, that picked the Saints to win it. Uh, that was enough to light a fire under Jameis Winston, and, and there was a lot of doubt that went into this season. Um, People doubting that, you know, Drew Brees, he retired. He's now uh, part of the uh, announcing booth uh, on NBC, and he's very good. He's very good. He's going to do very well uh, with Mike Tirico and that crew over there. But to beat the Packers 38-3, to Jameis Winston threw for five touchdowns, folks. When's the last time we saw that kind of performance out of him? You know what I mean? 14, 20, 148 yards. The yardage was like swapped with five touchdowns, five. And then Aaron Rodgers, 15 of 28, 133 yards and two interceptions. Not one touchdown thrown. Not one. Um, looked very uncharacteristic. Um, just looked very frustrated out there. Uh, you, you know. Uh, I heard from you know, different people that were watching the game and everything else, and obviously the the Green Bay Packers base. Um, some of them are you know sweeping this under the rug, saying you know our team wasn't this, or we didn't have the key pieces, or blah blah blah, and everything else. But when your guy, when your guy gets replaced by Jordan Love, it, I mean th- this this game spoke volumes. And, of course, you know, the Saints celebrated. It was on the IG, and Jameis, you know, is known for putting up the W, eating that W and everything else, and they danced and they celebrated. And people are like, well, you know what? It's just one game. You know, it was a huge game. It was a huge game because of the fact that, you know, you got Taysom Hill, I believe, that was in the quarterback uh, competition with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston was announced the starter. It. Saints fans, majority of them that I was talking to on, on Twitter was not happy with that decision. They were not happy about the decision. They felt that he was going to give an inconsistent performance, that this is Green Bay, that, you know, let's brace for impact and take this L. And then all of a sudden they was like, oh, we knew it the whole time and everything else. Listen, either you're a fan or you're not. You got to take the high road and the low road and be a dedicated fan. And so I think Jameis has that huge chip on his shoulder. He was very impressive in this game. Um, he, he, Saints look deadly. They look, they look dangerous. Uh, it, you know, heading on the season forward, uh, you know, it's going to be quite interesting to see uh, them continue on and, and this kind of success. I mean, they're, at, uh, they're on the road for the next game against the Panthers, and they're coming off of a win with Sam Darnold taking over the helm and really sticking it to his old team. Uh, the Jets, he won there successfully, and he was 24, 35, 279, and one TD. And it, for me, my takeaway from that is they they are allowing Sam Darnold in a new environment, new team to unleash. And I don't think that that was uh, Jets fans can let me know. I heard that with Marisa.com and leave me a comment. I I don't think that that was something that we that I saw as well as you know dedicated Jets fans. It wasn't seen out of Darnold. It wasn't, and you know he had to deal with injury and all that, but. He just seemed like that when he was able to come back, he tried to uh, salvage the jet season and everything, but, you know, unfortunately, it was major overhaul. Adam Gaze, who so-called, quote-unquote, led that team down to the destruction path of a losing season, he was let go. Sam is now with uh, the Carolina Panthers, and it was great to see him just actually play to his full potential that I saw him do in college at USC and they, they won successfully over um, the, the Jets, and the Jets, you know, made it a game and made it an interesting game towards the end, but they, you know, they did get, the, they, they get that victory over the, the Jets, so that was, that was awesome to see, and I got into a small debate with, <laughs> I love talking to my husband about football. I've talked about it on this show, but I think, uh, in my opinion, a healthy QB especially one that you know still has such, such great football left in him, makes all the difference of the world. Case in point, Terod Taylor for Houston. Uh, yes, there's the issue going on, which we will not see Deshaun Watson play at all. It was already decided in the factor of the coaching staff as well as made an announcement with the powers of B of the Houston Texans where they were trying to trade him, and so far that's been unsuccessful. So Terod Taylor is the guy. And he, he came out there um, to prove a point. And I really hope that he has a successful season and, and a healthy one, which is very important, especially the way that they played uh, the other day. It, uh, he, was, he was absolutely phenomenal. It was the Terod Taylor that I knew could do very well. Um, and, and it's important to have a very healthy quarterback. In my in my opinion, it is very important to have a healthy quarterback, and he proved it so uh, with the game that they they played. And I'm trying to pull up the stats here of what he had, uh, because everything that he literally threw, uh, just absolutely, it just absolutely was was lights out. It, it was it was fire. So uh, pulling up his stats in a minute, but you know, having him healthy, having Joe Burrow healthy, even though it went down to the wire with. Uh, the Vikings and they went to overtime. Uh, they got that. They got that win. Having Bridgewater healthy, I mean, I'm rooting for Terry Teddy Bridgewater. I want him to have a phenomenal, amazing season because uh, deservedly so. He, he, the, the ups and downs that he's gone through and everything else with Bridgewater's numbers were just very impressive. Um, I don't know what was happening with Daniel Daniel Jones. He, he had some decisions and some crazy decision making that he did uh on uh, with his throws and so forth. But anyways, with Teddy Bridgewater, 28 to 36, very impressive, 264, two touchdowns. Uh they got the win over the G-Men on the road, 27-13. Uh he looked good. He looked good. Uh from the clips that I saw, um, you know, Melvin Gordon the third. People that gave up on him. <laughs> Uh, 11 carries 101 yards and one touchdown. If you got him on fantasy, good for you. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Um, so it, it, he, he, I'm rooting for you, Teddy. Hopefully you hear this podcast. I'm giving you a shout out. Hopefully you continue to do well and stay healthy, um, and do well. But yeah, I just pulled up that score with Terod Taylor, 37, 21 over in an urban, um, urban Meyer led Jacksonville team. Uh, Trevor Lawrence in his debut, 28 of 51, 332, three touchdowns, but unfortunately threw three picks. Um, Tyrod Taylor, 21 of 33, 291, two touchdowns. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's going to be a learning curve for the Jacksonville Jaguars and this team. Um, Urban had said that he is dedicated to coaching this team, and I'm going to uh, track for a little bit. I'm going to talk about it again. We're going to revisit it again, but. Yes, USC just released uh, Clay Helton. That was a breaking news that uh, broke a few hours ago. No, Urban is not interested in this in this job, according to him. He's happy to where he's at. But, you know, we've seen Urban make, you know, different choices and decisions before. We say, no, he's not interested. He's not interested. And then, boom, all of a sudden, breaking news, right? So who knows who's going to coach at USC? We'll talk about that later. But uh, he he's happy in the direction where it's is going with uh, Jacksonville, despite the loss. Um, He, you know, it says, he said, in quote, it's still a work in progress. Um, You know, I didn't anticipate, you know, the the performance that was happening today, but he is, you know, dedicated to the team as well as everybody that is on that team dedicated to him uh, to continue to get better. Um, And and that's what you're going to have to do, especially with a brand new quarterback of Trevor Lawrence. He's not used to – and I saw something uh, someone posted that said that I believe this was his first time losing uh, in in a game since uh, his high school career and his college career. I don't know how much true of that is. I know college for sure because, you know, Clemson was just that team and winning a national championship with them. But, you know, feeling the agony of defeat uh, with – three picks, and, you know, three touchdowns, great, but three interceptions, and still learning, you know, the, the fundamentals and techniques now that you're in the NFL, you know, he's going to have to continue to improve them from there. And who knows how well Jacksonville is going to be week to week. Again, this is week one, so you just get to learn from that. Um, I really thought that... Uh, the Browns was going to pull a stunner versus the Chiefs. They looked really good though if you're not paying attention to the Browns, you need to. Even though despite the day unfortunately Baker threw uh uh an interception with you know with the comeback uh and fell short uh 33-29 Chiefs. He, he they're loaded. They're loaded with some amazing talent. You got David Njoku, you got Nick Chubb, um Nick Chubb, you know, scored two touchdowns for them. Uh, you got Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt. It, it, I mean, they're, 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 they're loaded. They're absolutely loaded. Uh, Kevin Stefanski coming off as uh, Coach of the Year, well-deserved. I mean, they basically picked up, picked up where they left off, just, you know, an uncharacteristic, unfortunate interception by Baker. And, yes, he was frustrated with it and expressed his frustration after the game. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't sleep on this team whatsoever. Um, I, they're going to be back in the, in the postseason, I believe. I believe further. They will go further than where they ever have been in a long time. Uh, with all the talent that they have on their roster, uh, it's, it's going to be exciting to see. It's going to be exciting to see. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you should be excited for this team. And despite the loss, still be excited for your team and be dedicated and don't waver from that. If you are a Rams fan, if you're a Rams fan, congratulations. And protect Matthew Stafford at all costs. Impressive. I mean, something from a Detroit Lions fan like myself and the rest of the Detroit Lions, and, and that was a huge, major discussion. Are we going to miss Stafford? Heck yeah, we're going to miss Stafford. But you know what? We have to move on. We have to turn the page. Uh, Lions fans that want to hold on to the memories, you hold on to those precious memories, but I'm here right now in 2021 cheering for the current Lions team that we have, as well as the Rams should be whole heck of a excited about what is going on with their team. We knew that Matthew Stafford had us a strong arm. We knew that he could unleash, just that we didn't see it to a full-point caliber of talent that he has on that team. You see what I'm saying? So he, they, they played amazingly with who they have I mean I, I I miss him but we didn't surround him with the successful talent as as the Rams are are, are doing as they beat the Bears whole-handedly 34 um, 14 for y'all that you know we're sleep not you know we're under a rock and you didn't know about Matthew's uh, um his numbers, 20 of 26, 321, and three touchdowns. Impressive, 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 impressive. Uh, Andy Dalton's got more questions and answers. Um, I forgot what the stat was that we saw in there, how he is. I think he's seven of, I think it was something like seven of 21 or seven of 14 when it comes to him starting uh, the first game of the season, uh, which is, you know, unfortunate numbers. And then people were chanting for Justin Fields already <laughs> to come into the game. Um. Listen, Bears fans, you just gotta cheer for your boy. Okay, it, it's it's happening right now. Yes, Justin Fields is right there, and he's gonna continue to study. He's gonna continue to work hard and everything else. And when the timing is right, and then they're gonna the coaches are gonna make that switch. But don't give up on your boy Andy because he was unsuccessful. And basically, this was a one sided affair because you know the Rams are just dang talented, and they were they made it be a blowout in this game. Um. And so, you know, don't give up on Dalton and, and what's happening. Um, you know, the then decisions will be made if, if, if it continues on a beat. Now they're at home against the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow coming off of a win, leading the Bengals there in overtime over the Minnesota Vikings, like I said. And so we'll see how it goes. And, if again, they are – the Bears are a three-point favorite at home. So we'll see how it goes. You know, Andy Dalton at home – in a home crowd, home territory, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, y'all, y'all start, ta- start stop tapping out on your teams after uh, one loss. I mean, it's week one. We got tons of weeks to go, 17 weeks, folks. Just, you know, R-E-L-A-X from a person that is the current quarterback of the Green Bay Packers that is also 0-1 right now. Relax. Enjoy it, okay? Okay. Um, like I said, we there were some costly injuries to the team. Okuda, we lost him off of my Lions squad for the year with a ruptured Achilles. Fitzpatrick, uh, he was there for the Washington football team. Now, here's the thing. Uh, and people are campaigning for possibly Cam Newton to come and be uh, the quarterback. Mind you, uh, if you have not been paying attention, Cam Newton was released from the Patriots. Uh uh, several things that was an issue, but more so, I believe he's the one that uh, is opposing to the vaccine. Not sure if he's taken it since then, uh, whatever the case be. But I don't see anybody else that could possibly leave this team. Now, He's in, Fitzpatrick is out. Unfortunately, he has a hip, a hip injury. He's out for, I believe, they said four to six weeks. Uh, Taylor Heineke came in. Now what I did not like, and I was listening to um, uh, first take the other day because Stephen A. Smith was just going off on uh, certain things, and one of the things that he brought up is that Taylor Heineke, that he didn't fully believe in his abilities and everything else. And I'm like Stephen A., did you not see this dude last season? Like he he did pretty decent uh, when he was in, when he came in and, and filled in for the starting spot, or it was needed to come in. Uh, you know, while Alex Smith was recovering and now Alex Smith is retired and now um, part of the ESPN, uh, the football team panel, uh, the football a- an analyst panel on ESPN and good for him. And I hope he does very well uh, on that journey. But Taylor Heineke not bad. I mean, granted, you know, there's other football or QBs that are better than him, of course, But he made it seem like that this dude is just completely a a waste of talent and time, and that's not the case. And so if they decide to go with Heineke for the rest of the season, then so be it. But fans are cheering, and they're getting louder and louder for their concern at QB and wanting Cam Newton to be possibly signed. Who knows about that? But right now, teams that are in need of a quarterback are few and far between, and Cam Newton's name – or decision of signing him is not uh, is not happening. So will Cam get a job? Will Cam be brought on as a QB? Who knows? Who absolutely knows? It could be where his career is done at the young age of 32. So we'll just have to continue and see with that. So uh, And then the, the loss for the Niners, even though they won their game, um, Mostert and uh, Jason Verrett, notables, uh, they also were injured uh, as well. So Speedy recovery up to all of those that, that, that were injured and uh, some of those, unfortunately, out for the season. But, man, oh, man, if you went to bed early Monday night, you missed a really, really great game uh, between the the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Baltimore Ravens, Ravens at Las Vegas. Kickoff at Las Vegas. Uh, it was... It was it was a shaky start for David Carr and the team and uh, I mean both sides you know you got to look at both sides and in the parts that I was able to see and everything else and my Joe's one of those ones I'm like man I'll I'll check it out later the Ravens are gonna win this and I thought the Ravens were gonna win it but man the fight that uh, the Raiders had in them oh my goodness just just absolutely incredible. Uh, fight all the way to the end. I mean, the scores were exchanging and everything else, and then just to have uh, it end up being where they tied and go into overtime. Like, I didn't think the Raiders was going was going to do this. I, I, I was a guy that didn't think that they were going to win this game. And then we, so we go into overtime, bonus football. Everybody loves it, and uh, both sides get the ball, and then David Carr throws this amazing, amazing throw down the field. Uh, and I got to pull up his name because I, I thought at least, I thought at least it, they, they won this game, but he was short at the, I believe it was at the two yard line, one yard line or something like that. Uh, and it, it was, it was just absolutely cr- the craziest sequence uh, I've seen in a while uh, of football. So they, die, they end up reviewing the play it ends up being short, of course. So throws a – David Carr goes back. I think it was second and goal, second and goal, third and goal. Goes back, bumps off the hands of his receiver right into the defensive person of the Baltimore Ravens. And you're just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Uh, And, I mean, it was just – it was just – Brian Edwards, that's what he did. He threw a 33-yard touchdown, what it looked like a winning touchdown to Brian Edwards, but he fell short – at the one-yard line. And then um, Willie Sneed's hands, uh, of course, uh, look like they cost the Raiders the game, right? So, and shout-out to Carl Nassib. He was everywhere in that game for the Raiders, everywhere, making plays, uh, got a strip sack. Now, mind you, the, the, the Ravens got the ball back, and then, you know, Lamar was doing work and everything else, and Lamar went to go run the ball, and Carl Nassib was right there, uh, strip sacked the ball, which gave it back to the to the Raiders. So it was just like they, the the Raiders were going to win. It didn't. Ravens get the ball. They looked like they were going to win it. Ball pops out. Thank you, Carl Nassib. And then the uh, Raiders get the ball back. And so they make one play. Looks like that they're going to just go and kick a field goal, right, to win this game. And I guess time expired. It was just a real sequence of it because you could see John Gruden's face just on the sidelines just going, are you kidding me? Y'all have done this many a time. Can y'all just get out there without the time running out, whatever? So David Carr, in his, mind, his heart and his mind, was like, listen, forget the three points. We're going to win this. And the, indeed, they did. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, a wide-open uh, Zay Jones and for, 33, uh, for uh, 31 yards. Game over, but it was just, it was like you you had you were just like disappointed, angry, anxious, upset, nervous, excited. Me excited because this is what it's all about: wins, losses, uh, close games, blowout games. Football is back, baby. You know what I mean? Fans are in the stands, people are cheering, the face paint, the the jerseys, all of that. The commercials. I live for all of that stuff. Like it, it, it we're back. We are back. So fans, we got many more weeks to go. So buckle up and let's see who these teams are, how these teams are going to be, how they're going to, uh, you know, hopefully the injuries just start to, you know, not not to be happening and they start to shrink down. And um, But it's, it's going to be an amazing, amazing season. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to more games, more weeks, more trash talk. Uh, more discussions with these fans. So I'm looking forward to And they got more feedback, definitely hit your girl up at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. Uh, I look forward to all of it and those that have sent in uh, their comments and all that, I appreciate it. Uh, even the ones that, you know, dog my team. I appreciate all that too, every single one. I am a, you know from this show that I appreciate an underdog story. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. Um, I love talking about certain ones because... When somebody has that chip on their shoulder, or uh, the you know, somebody or a media person or media people write an article or a blog about an athlete, you know, being down and out and everything else, and uh, basically thinking that they are not going to pull their way through to make it back to the top, and again, I say, best example of it is Tiger Woods, many years that he went by. And he went through so much stuff in his off you know, golf course life and on a golf course and then the surgeries and the back pain, all of that. And then to win the Masters uh, a few years back uh, was such a redemption story of all stories, in my opinion. I truly enjoyed watching the, the U.S. Open, the tennis, the women's championship Uh, the women's side, if you, if you got a chance to watch it and you saw the championship round, there was no big names. There was no key notables. It was two teenage women, uh, 19 year old Layla, uh, Fernandez from Canada and 18 year old Emma Raducanu from Great Britain. And there was so much history into that, uh, entire match one, two young ladies, not even ranked in the top 25, let alone the top 50. I believe at the time, uh, Layla was, it was 73, 73rd ranked, and Emma Radicanu was 150th. Now, mind you, Emma started the year at 350th, okay, 350th. So if you watched it, you know that it was an amazing tournament, uh, an amazing match. Emma Radekanu won uh, her first major over over Layla uh, Fernandez in straight sets. And uh, it it was it was so historic. It was so amazing on all levels. The way that both of these ladies got to this point, uh Layla's road, I mean, she beat Osaka, she beat Angelique Kerber, uh, another uh, athlete she beat, and they were, you know, top ten. A couple of them were former number ones. Um if you pull up before, if you were looking at, you know, their profile and their stats, I think uh, Layla had one singles title to Emma's none. Um, you know, you looked at your prize money. It was it was just all, but you saw their names and where they're from and their, you know, their height and the ranking. And it's so great to say now that, you know, Layla has moved up from 73rd to now 28th. And then Emma winning her very first major uh, moved up from 150th Huge jump, huge jump from 150th all the way up to 23rd. And that is so incredible and so well-deserved. I mean, she played absolutely one of the best amazing tournaments I've seen out of somebody that a lot of people were not talking about uh, during this tournament. But you were forced to talk about it the further the rounds were going. Uh, These ladies had an amazing serve. Uh, That was like no other. Their backhand, their forehand. Emma with the stronger forehand, uh, her go-to that basically just you know put lights out with uh, with Layla, and it it was it was so cool for all the people that were there in the audience in all of New York, New York City, and of course the match was on the 20th anniversary of the most horrific day ever in United States history, which was 9/11. Um, and for New York to embrace, embrace two women and also on the men's side, two men, and they're all not from the United States, all for the love of tennis. I mean, Arthur Ashe stadium was just rocking. It was rolling. It was packed, filled with fans that were excited and, and looking forward to a great championship. And I think that these two ladies delivered it. It it was just one of the, like I said, one of the best matches that I've seen in a very long time that did not have the notable names on there. And uh, it, it, was, it was absolutely incredible. And what these ladies brought to the table uh, were, was, was absolutely outstanding. Emma did something uh, that hasn't been done for Great Britain since 1977, and that was win a major title on the women's side. Virginia Wade was the last woman to win it. She won Wimbledon. Uh, so that has finally uh, been broken. And, you know, congratulations to Emma. And congratulations to Layla. And I believe, you know, 18 and 19 years old, they got a lot more tennis in them, a lot more tournaments in them, uh, respectively. So it was awesome to see. And then, unfortunately, for Novak Djokovic, history did not uh, favor on his side. He, unfortunately, lost his straight sets to Daniil uh, Medvedev. And this was, I, I had Djokovic winning this in four because Daniil Medvedev throughout the tournament was playing incredible, um, long, long, long vo- long valleys, long valleys. nice valleys, huh? long valleys in between uh, both of their serves, uh, long matches, and uh, in, in, I mean to have that kind of strength because I know that Novak, I believe, played a played a five setter against Verantini from uh, um, from Italy, and, and that was an incredible match in itself. Um. The, the, it was it was, I, I really thought he was gonna pull off uh, pull off the, the the win in that, and he did not. Um and, and Danil was so gracious and so kind. He apologized for it, and um, you know he said I know everybody was here cheering you on, you know history and everything else, and so uh you can really tell that the crowd was really favoring. Uh, Novak and want him to get this, you know, uh, fourth slam, you know, have the complete slam. And, and it wasn't his time. And you, uh, the camera caught uh, Novak on the side while um, they were getting ready to conclude the game. And he had changed shirts and everything else, but he had the towel over his head. And you could see Novak just sobbing uh, into the towel and just full of emotion and everything else. And I agree with Danil when they were giving their speeches at the end at the awards um, be being handed out for the runner-up and for the champion. I agree with Danil when he said that Novak Djokovic is one of the greatest tenor play, tennis players of all time. I agree with that. I agree with that of all of, of the men's side tennis that I've seen and I was able to witness from Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi to Jimmy Connors um, to Rafa Nadal to Roger Federer And Novak Djokovic, and of course, you know, Rafa and Roger weren't in this one, so you had many of them that were either brand new or qualifiers. And I forgot to say about Emma. Emma is the first qualifier to win a championship, men's or women's. So that right there is historic. To qualify for the U.S. Open and to go all the way to the championship and win it is something special. So um, it was absolutely remarkable. Congrats to Danilo. Congrats to Emma. Uh, Congrats to tennis fans. I mean, we got uh, the pleasure and privilege to watch something completely and absolutely amazing. Of course, you know, your girls got to talk a little bit about college football. I mean, all kinds of actions was happening with so many of these games. Uh, The rankings were moving up and down. And let me just start by saying, I... I'm not even... Nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to... I'm not going to blast them whatsoever because you you all know that you have tuned into my show. You all know that my husband is a Buckeye fan. So I was not allowed... <laughs> I was not allowed to mention uh, the score. I was not allowed to mention anything or say anything about the game. He is a Buckeye fan. And of course, he. they took that L against Oregon uh, in, in the game. And so the Buckeyes fell from three to nine in the latest polls... Uh, Oregon had the biggest jump of the week. They went from number twelve to number four, so they're in the top four currently right now. Um, three teams to welcome in after uh, week number two and week number three, actually. Um, Arkansas, which that was a surprise, how well they played over Texas, forty-one to twenty. They just put the stomp. Uh, Texas, which kicked Texas out of the top twenty-five as far as rankings, they are now officially unranked. Arkansas moved from the battles of the unranked into now the tw- uh, the twentieth spot. BYU has moved up with their win uh, in a long time uh, at, against Utah, which that was a great uh, late late night game. And then, of course, my boys are now two and zero, and they've now moved up to the twenty-fifth spot. Um, so I, I, Michigan fans got mad at me because I did, I, did not think, I did not think Michigan was going to get in the rankings. I thought Michigan State was because they're impressive impressive uh, running back that they have that has had back-to-back monster games. And I thought Michigan State would at least slide up to 25, if not 24. So it kind of uh, surprised me that um, Michigan did get the 25th spot. Uh, they got a tough road in the next two weeks. Uh, they're going to be at Wisconsin, so we'll see about that. I still have question marks about Cade McNamara, even though he is the guy at the helm right now for QB. Um, just was not impressive from week one to week two, even though um, that he, you, the defense, which I will get to in one moment, it, it was just like night and day seeing him, you know, the uh, offense and how impressive they were from week one. And then, you know, going into a Washington team, which people, uh, the experts were very surprised, very, very surprised on them right now sitting at 0-2 um, and how one-sided this was with uh, the Michigan Wolverines. Um, I believe the score was like 41-14 uh, with, with them. So uh, it, here's the thing. I, I'm rooting for my team. I love my team. I really, I really think that they're going to continue successful and do well. Uh, the defense, oh my goodness, the defense was absolutely fire. I was like, this is the defense I've been waiting on for a while. This is the, the fire. Like, they they was sacking that quarterback. They was taking down the, the, the run game away from Washington. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, you might as well just start giving this young man all the awards right now. Absolutely epic in what he's doing it's just it's just incredible how the defense just showed up and showed out during that game. I was very happy with it. So, but hopefully um, the the quarterback situation gets better week to week. We'll see how it goes um, from there. So, but the top twenty five, you know, you got Alabama, obviously number one, Georgia two, Oklahoma three, Oregon four, uh, Iowa is another one to not to not sleep on right there, Iowa. Uh, had a big jump. They were tenth, and now they moved up five. You know, five spots to five. Uh, Clemson still with their one loss. They still remained at six. Uh, Texas A and M seven. Cincinnati eight. Uh, Ohio State nine, and Penn State number ten. So that's your, your your top ten right there. So more exciting college football ahead. I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait for your girls getting ready to go to Ann Arbor in October and do her live show there, October 23rd, when Michigan plays uh, Northwestern. So I'm very excited about going to Ann Arbor. This will be my first actual game uh, against a uh, Big Ten opponent that I will see. I've been to uh, the Big House before where they played you know, Rice and uh, another team that they did, but this will be the first time that I'm getting ready to witness Uh, there in the, and I don't care what the weather is going to be like, whether it's cold and all that. I'm a Michigan girl, born and raised in Michigan, uh, Lansing to be exact. So, uh, bring on the fall weather. I'm here for it. So, and before I close out, I had mentioned that it takes a lot for me. I I love me some Marvel movies. I really do. And it, it takes me almost everything to see a movie and fall in love with it and see it twice. Uh, my last one was Endgame, where I wept like a child, obviously, because of of what all the superheroes that came out, and then you know what unfortunately happened to Iron Man, and then the changes that happened, and then seeing it again on TV uh, with Chadwick Boseman's passing in in Black Panther, and uh, you know, so uh, of course you know wept bitterly because of that, because he's 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 his legacy and and his character will. Forever, ever be uh, remain with all of us. So, but Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, honey, I, I'm about to see it for a third time, and that's never happened with me. Never. Uh, it was action from the jump, and that's my kind of movie. Don't drag me if you if you are doing a Marvel movie, okay, or a DC Comics movie, either. Come with a strong storyline. In the beginning, or you need to come, you know. I want to see some fisticuffs, I want to see some fights, some boxing, some drop kicking, some body slam, something. Like come come at it quickly. That's what this movie did. And the way that it uh, the, the action scenes were, it was throughout the storyline. And that's what I absolutely liked. And uh, Simi Lu plays Shang-Chi and Aquafina, which I I heart me some Aquafina in her acting roles. And I was kind of concerned about how she's going to play a role into this movie because, you know, she's funny. She's uh, a character and everything. So I was like, okay, how in the world is she going to do well in this movie? And she was perfect. She was perfect in this movie. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, you've heard me talk about her. Uh, She can do no wrong in my book. She can either play someone that's going to be a hero or she can play someone that's going to just really get under my skin as she did in uh, Crazy Rich Asians, uh, and then turned around for me, me being a fan of her in Last Christmas. Like, she is just absolutely action-packed, and I have watched her career for years, uh, was also in this movie. And I'm not going to give too much of it away. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Uh, if it was on a scale of one to five, heard that microphones, I give it an eight. That's how good it was. Um, action throughout, storyline was great. Um, how uh, Shang-Chi or Sean, as he's known in the beginning, uh, came in, you know, his backstory of of his parents and um, all of that. Again, I'm not going to give away. You're going to have to see it for yourself. But trust me, you will not be disappointed in the movie because it just does justice. And, of course, you need to stay, obviously. That's what Marvel movies do. Stay because, obviously, there's going to be some kind of clue for whatever next movie is going to come out uh of the series so if you're not paying attention you need to pull up the marvel uh, comic movies that are coming out within the next year or so uh that are happening but shang chi and the legend of the ten rings is a must see go see it uh eight microphones eight heard that microphones on a scale of one to five so thank you for tuning in and listening today on my wonderful show if you got any feedback or any questions holler at your girl at heard that with Marisa.com. And, of course, you heard already in the announcements and on top before you listen to the show, your girl's got a store. She's got some merchandise. Support your girl. I heard that with Marisa.com. I got sweatshirts, hats, uh, hoodies, because, you know, the weather's going to be changing, except here in Texas, it's always on quarter past heat all the time, always on 100. Uh, so, but check out the merch, shop for good, portion of the proceeds, go to charities and nonprofits. I don't keep them all for myself. I love paying it forward and I love giving back to charities and nonprofit organizations. So y'all, please be kind to one another, take care of one another. And as I always end the show, take care, stay safe.
1: She says it's true. If you don't know now, you know. All you ever gotta say is heard that. That. heard that. Heard that. Heard that. Heard that. Heard that. Look, all you ever gotta say is heard that. that. Heard that.
0: Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at marisa tigney podcast, on Twitter at LovelyMarisaT, marisa t, as well as Facebook on a social media page. Heard that with Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.
1: Everything she, every she says is truth. If you don't know now, you know all you have. gotta say, is heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that. Heard that, heard that look, heard all you have, gotta say heard is heard that. that.